Welcome to the Common Sense Podcast. We are your hosts, Jordan Jackson, Joel Asbury, and Paul Warner. Last time we talked about the cost to purchase a home and what those fees or costs may be. And But have you asked yourself, what are the costs or the fees going to be after you purchase the home? And of course, there's a lot of different factors, and we're going to go over those factors today. So... So when we buy a home, yeah, long term, yeah, how much are we looking to pay for this? Oh, then wow. we had our upfront fees, is what we kind of went over last time. You're, you're gonna be paying a lot. We're paying a lot. You don't know that you're paying a lot, but you're gonna be paying a lot. Most of that's due to the interest in your mortgage. But I'll, I, I divest <laughs> to what costs are you carrying as a homeowner? So what costs are you carrying as a homeowner? We're all homeowners here. Yeah. What are we paying for? We pay our utilities. Yeah. We pay HOAs if you got HOA them. fees if you got them. Insurance. Um, insurance. Taxes. Sometimes, taxes. Sometimes those are wrapped in your mortgage, so you're already paying that. Yeah. But what happens if your water heater breaks? Yeah. Now what are you doing? What ha- sure. What happens if an act of God comes and whoosh, your roof blows off? Now what? Yeah. I mean, April is storm season, so we should be seeing some more storms coming through. Do you know any girls named April? I do. I do. They're pretty stormy, aren't they? <laughs> not Daniels. Just not. Just not. <laughs> or, or dark. Are they dark and stormy? Pretty good. too. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, those are a lot of things to think about as far as also the, really the main thing is looking at what I want to talk about specifically is the actual house that you're looking at, the age of it, the construction, the materials that are being used, what to expect, um, Obviously, there's age. The age of the house is a huge thing. Um, obviously, houses built a hundred years ago are completely different than houses that were built today. The materials, the construction was all different. Um, a lot of those materials and construction and the age of the house can really affect cost with with insurance and also with main, maintenance over time. Um, so. <clears throat> First of all, I guess we would talk about kind of the, the age of the house and the different types of houses, obviously, is a huge factor. Um, so a lot of, in Indianapolis, you've got a lot of downtown real estate. And a lot of times I have people will come to me, they want to buy some downtown real estate. But one question I have to ask them is, are you prepared for that type of property? And what I mean is, is a lot of these houses have very little insulation sometimes. It really depends on Ooh, what it, what it is. Yes, exactly, which then affects Let's your cuddle. utility costs. Warm. Exactly. It affects your utility costs. It's a that's a, a big thing is a lot of houses are being gutted down to the studs and redone. Some of them are not. You go into places like such as Irvington, Woodruff Place, they highly regulate the exterior of the house, not so much the interior. But that's another thing to think about is the overall cost of what's it going to take to get it up to today's standards if you want it to be to today's standards. Um, A lot of times, a lot of plaster and lath was used, very little insulation, so therefore it's drafty. You had old wood windows. Um, So hold on, let me stop you there. So if I've got an old drafty house with bad windows on there, Mm -hmm. could I still buy that house? Will it pass inspection? Sure. As long as it's sealed. But... 
my utility bills will probably higher. They'll be extremely high. So you have paper thin walls too. So would it be worth replacing those windows or how much does that? I mean, I know that's expensive. I don't know. Well, and that's an. Is thing. that worth it? It yes, it's worth it because a lot of times the the old windows, the old houses, to tell you the truth, they're pretty cool. A lot of times there's three pane or four pane over one window wood window, but they're a single. They're a single pane glass. They're not a, a, a double pane glass. So the the R value is not near as good. It's obviously going to be a colder, more drafty house. Um, replacing windows are relatively easy uh, compared to sometimes insulating the walls. I mean, a lot okay. of times you you know they can they have ways that they can either. I've seen plugs on the outside where they can go in and drill holes in your house and blow in insulation. But yeah. in all reality, or, or foam, they can foam it. They can foam it, but in all reality, does it get down in every cavity? Um, well, I'll tell you what, it looks good enough that I could eat it like candy, and I would probably get cavities. <laughs> Are you eating red it, foam? Just red paint chips. Red paint chips. That, do they have lead well, in them? <clears throat> yeah, see, that's another thing you think about is, is lead paint. Yes, they can have lead paint. Um, usually lead paint, if you want to know if it's got lead paint or not, kind of looks like alligator skin. You'll see old houses, old wood siding. It's been painted over multiple times. It's always, honestly, yes. I mean, it's something to be concerned about. Again, don't eat paint chip, paint chips. Don't eat but, paint chips, Tommy. But it's, <laughs> you know, an old house like that, the likelihood of it not having lead paint slim. is pretty slim. <laughs> the likelihood it has lead paint is pretty good. So yeah. it's not something to be necessarily scared about because those like houses sell all day strike. long. There's not as many problems as you would think there's going to be with lead-based paint. But um, the main thing is, yes, you can replace those windows, but the reason why I brought up Irvington and Woodruff Place, and there's certain places downtown you start getting into historic neighborhoods. You cannot just go and replace your windows. You have to have approval by the historic association of that neighborhood. Some of them are more strict, Irvington and Woodruff Place. You cannot go and just replace it with any window that you want. Sometimes they'll look at them and say, you've got to repair them. We won't allow you to replace them. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. They're trying to keep the character of that neighborhood, which is understandable. So if you've got a three-pane window on the top, meaning not, not a double pane where there's argon gas in between and whatnot, I'm talking like a um, grids basically three paint three over one window you'll see a lot of those in the in the historic neighborhoods in the old houses downtown you have to replace it with the similar type window you can buy wood windows and vinyl windows with different grid patterns in them they want to keep the character of that so that can drive the cost up they might also say well you've got to put a wood window in there obviously more expensive than vinyl windows so that's something to think about when you're buying in those type of neighborhoods. So hold on. The, a wood window and a vinyl window. Yes. What's, yeah. the, what's the difference there? Because I'm, I'm guessing it's still glass we can see out of it. Well, right. Yeah, talking just talking about, about the, the frame the itself. Frame, it. In wood windows are more expensive. A lot of times now, like a lot of custom homes, you'll see they're aluminum clad windows. They're mm -hmm. aluminum on the outside. Look at my windows. They're wood on the inside. Your windows. That is also more maintenance. Is the wood painted? 
if you've got to paint it, that's more labor intensive, more maintenance. Vinyl is obviously wipe it down, hose it down, you're mm-hmm. done. Aluminum clad, you can pretty much wipe them down and hose them down on the outside, but that aluminum, if it's a color, can tend to fade too. So sometimes these people might want to paint those. Wood windows are, I'm talking wood windows on the outside, wood windows on the inside. A lot of times you don't see wood windows and new construction on the outside because too much maintenance, but a lot of these old school. On the interior, on the interior of your house, of your your windows, of aluminum clad windows can be wood on the interior. Yeah, aluminum clad on the outside. It's a much more weather resistant, maintenance free material. But a lot of these old houses downtown are wood windows inside and out, single pane, <laughs> and so that's something to think about. When you're buying old houses, a lot of times people are always asking me, what's the age of the roof? What's the age of the furnace? Never ask about the windows. The windows are very important to look at because it is way more labor intensive and intrusive if you're going to have somebody come out and replace all the windows in your house. If somebody wants to come out, that could, I mean, really in all reality, it depends on the exterior trim, the interior trim. If you're not just replacing a window, you're going to have to potentially have to insulate that window. Then you have to trim it out on the inside and outside. Then it might be caulked and painted. So it can be pretty dang expensive to replace windows, not just the window itself. So, so when people think windows, we're not just talking about the glass. We're talking about the everything. whole frame yeah. and everything. Yeah, replace so, everything down to the framing out. Right. Stuff. So when people go out. They don't need to replace the windows when it cracks. There's things beforehand that would cause them to need to replace it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of the old wood windows start to rot out. You, they're on the exterior. They start to rot. I mean, it's the frame has just been there for hundreds of years. And I run into a lot of houses downtown where they, yeah, they're, they're past their life. You need to replace the whole frame and everything, and that's very costly. And it in replacement windows as opposed to new construction can be a lot more difficult to to replace because there's just a lot more labor in fitting the windows and, and then insulating them and trimming them out so those are things that i really encourage people to think about somebody can come out and replace your roof in a day or two and gosh you don't even have to be there because they don't need to get inside but when you're talking about windows somebody might be there a whole week Replacing your windows and trimming out the inside and outside and insulating them and trying to get them. A lot of times we've to, seen that <clears throat> the hole isn't square either, so then they have to do some right. Kind of There's different framing. Your different framing, of it. yes. If you you know you can measure and get replacement windows so they fit right in there, but unfortunately sometimes it's like opening a can of worms. You pull a window out, you pull, you start tearing something apart, and you run into something. Worms. Yeah, you're right. Termite worms. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. You, you never know. You might have to replace some framing. You might have to um, do some things to make sure that that window fits and it's airtight and insulated properly. So windows are a big thing. It's kind of like <clears throat> I always see that, well, okay, we've replaced the cabinets. we got granite countertops, but the cabinets are the cheapest cabinets, but you got nice countertops. It's easier to replace countertops, so I'd always suggest people like well okay it's got great it's got count granite countertops but the cabinets are really cheap i would have spent money on the cabinets re- upgraded the countertops later because it's a lot easier to switch out countertops than it is to replace cabinets so the point is similar in that 
the roof is important, your mechanicals are important, but windows to me are something that people generally don't ever ask or, or ask about or overlook. Um, so I mean that's that's as it relates to windows and some of these um, neighborhoods downtown. That's something to think about as far as when you're buying a different property type. I mean a lot of the new houses are geared towards maintenance free. Um, they're different material. They're different composition as far as windows go and a lot of times frankly the siding and windows and all that and again that I mean Jordan you can answer these questions a lot of this stuff could could affect your insurance cost yes so you know as far as like Jordan let me ask you the age of the home how does that affect insurance well obviously the newer the home Typically, there's always exceptions, but typically, less likely to have a claim because everything is brand new. It works right when they built it. They put it on. It hasn't been tampered with. I mean, it's good as you can get. Nobody's lived there, so they yeah. haven't screwed around with anything. Correct. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I know that we'll give discounts for new homes. I think it's all the way up to, I want to say like 10 or 15 years. I can't remember exactly. Who knows? Let's just say 12, somewhere in the middle. Um, <laughs> Let's just say 12. I'll go but, with that. Yeah. All I know is newer homes, you get a discount for new homes because the likelihood of needing a claim are a lot less. So why would we charge you extra if you're not going to use it? Sure. Um, older the home, as always, the more likely you are to have just these, I always say like, Murphy's going to move in and whatever can go wrong is probably going to go wrong. So you need to make sure you have Murphy. money. Yeah. <laughs> He'll bring his, uh, what is this, three cousins broke, desperate, and stupid and I'll move broke, in there with you. Broke, <laughs> <laughs> Um... They always have something to say, don't they? Well, so, but so I like, guess... I know that like a lot of these older homes, too, depends. Like, if you have... Because um, I know you're mentioning like, historic homes. There are different types of policies out there for these kind of homes. You have older homes a lot of times, which is... Like, what the actual cost of materials is not going to cover the art style that we see or sometimes like a lot of them that had sure. like these like crazy arches or just different whatever the style of those homes are like a victorian yes yeah so you gotta take a lot of that kind of stuff style. into account as well if you're trying to, <clears throat> the whole point of insurance we're trying to bring you back to hold to what you were before the loss so it's replacement cost yes yeah and that's which, where it gets into which would windows and that sort of thing to really insure them right it's not i mean you could go buy a, a vinyl window off the shelf at Menards or Lowe's for 150, 200 bucks, but you're not going to go get aluminum clad or a wood window made yes. for these type of places Correct. that cheap. So, yes. So, well, let me ask you. So, there's a lot of lots and lots of rehab going on in all the neighborhoods downtown. These old neighborhoods they get gutted as studs. A lot of them do. And that's one thing I always look at it and really relates to value and what this is worth because you'll see houses that are not gutted to the studs with all new mechanicals, insulation, and drywall, and they're trying to get the same amount as something that's been done. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. This is not up to par. Almost basically, they're taking these these houses, like Fountain Square is a big one, Bates Hendricks, gut them to the studs, all new mechanicals, insulation, electric, I mean, I already talked about mechanicals, but all new insulation, siding, windows, everything. Like, so how does that affect? So we just ran that? into this, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. So we had a home, um, 
I think it was built originally like in 1883 or something like that. Super old home. Just an old farm home out on some property. Brick foundation? Uh, honestly, it was a hodgepodge foundation kind of thing. Foundation I was see fine. That. I, I gotta, see that too. Um, some block, some brick. So I think it was whatever it was. It's now got a basement is all I know. They ended up coming out years later, fixed everything. Um, but we found out that the, um, oh, I don't know if it's their sewer system or their water system, whatever it was, was all messed up out there. Um, so the client was saying that they would turn their washer on and they'd see bubbles coming out in their yard. Oh, and apparently it was all somehow tied together. So they, long story short, rehab was super expensive. But they gutted the place all the way down to the studs, rebuilt this absolute beautiful home now. Well, it was awesome is because they did that, did all the work, basically everything is replaced brand new. Instead of using the home as 1883, we're able to change it to 2022. So they got the new home discount, which is awesome. Really? So they were able okay. to save some money because, I mean, literally they went through and just absolutely, I mean, other than the actual studs, which I know they went in and did fix a bunch of the studs in there, but it's a brand new home. Okay. And that was my question because I can tell you right now that the old school construction, I mean, those 100-year-old houses have true lumber. I mean, an electrician will tell you they hate them because they will burn up bits, and it's tough to drill through to run electrical because oh, yeah. it's such hard, true lumber, like real 2x8s, real 2x4s, really tough stuff. That's why they've been sitting there for 100 years. Um, that's old, what I asked about the old, brick found. Old wood. Old wood it also catches fire real quick. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's something else. And like, how does that relate? And you know, but plaster. It is. That's was really more or less is that the fact the things that you have to think about when you're buying an old house. If if it hasn't been gutted down to the studs, you got to ask what are the windows like and what's the insulation like. Not only that, I mean, then you can get into mechanicals. Okay, does it have the galvanized piping? We talked about that last time, is galvanized piping is bad. That's got to go. That'll rot from the inside out. A lot of the older homes um, need updated electrical, too. Ele updated knob electrical, tube. you'll have knob and yeah. tube. You love the knob and tube. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing that, that you want to check, too, because it is very expensive and very difficult to rewire a house when there's drywall in there. If there's plaster and lath, that's going to be a mess too. That is very tough to do as well. It's expensive. It's very it's expensive. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a demo day. Demo There's day. a lot of stuff to consider. There's Chip also things that you have to worry about. Is <laughs> They're all new. They're going to be settling. It's favorite day. Yes. They'll be settling in a house. There's uneven floors. And I've had clients that, you know, complain about that or I've sold houses yeah. where they're complaining about the uneven floors and I'm like well wait a minute this is a house on a brick foundation in Fletcher Place if you want your floors to be completely level you probably need to buy a newer house or you need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to support that house in in fix your your floors but is it really worth it a lot of times it's kind of part of the character of the the home to an extent I've been in somewhere it's like wow this is like a skate park and it's not gonna work but you know these are a lot of the things are you know we got to think about with old houses one thing I think with old houses you get a lot more character than you do with some of the newer homes sometimes but it's very expensive to really build that 
that yeah. character. I mean, you really can't build those houses like they used to at the same cost. Um, I know that when we when we run our insurance for those older homes, the replacement cost software that we use, um, we make sure we plug everything in, and typically those take a little bit longer to get those homes quoted, just because we want to make sure we have everything captured. Versus a lot of these homes going to the neighborhoods are very cookie cutter, very standard. Everything's the same. Right. They're not like those custom homes back in the days where, you know, literally the character is in the home and each each home is separate from the other one. And you want to make sure you're, that you're we right. get the, the cost and everything's updated for that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things to consider with the age of the home. And, of course, you know, like like you said, the new, new houses, there's just le- less likely that things are going to happen. So when you're you know looking at the older homes there's a lot of things that you should probably consider and be okay with i mean really it's a matter of what you want and what you're okay with um you know i have clients that are okay with a house being a little more drafty just to be in a certain area uh maybe they'll down the road eventually they'll insulate it but um so uh, let me ask you this if i bought this older home Say I exhausted all my funds on the front end just trying to purchase this, but I do know it's got some older windows, some updates that need to still happen. How much should I be putting away, let's just say every year, for these maintenance costs? Um, just that way along the lines, so I could get this updated in X amount of years. Like I guess, I guess my question is, in your system, what would you say would be the number one thing I should update, number two, number three, as I work myself down the line? As far as updating a home, yeah, to what to like add value or to just, I mean, well, I I'd assume it'd be adding value. Well, well, <laughs> right. So that's another thing is like obviously like value, real estate value. What is, what is value? People say location, location, location. That's that's not that. Yes, you but forgot koi pond. Koi pond. Location, location, location. Koi pond. <laughs> Got a right. great well, water add view. It, yes. Add it and that will add. <laughs> One little garden koi pond. And that's that your water that's view. All you, that's, that's all value. your value. That's an extra cost, by the way. <laughs> so it's location, price, design, condition, and quality. Those are what determine value for me. Um, or not for me, for, for anyone really. Because the condition of a home is very important on what somebody's going to be willing to pay for it. Um, generally, if you up what's going to really add value, I believe, generally your kitchens and baths are going to be, okay, that's what's going to add real value. That is a kitchen remodel, a bathroom remodel is a lot of work, a lot of money. Replacing flooring, painting some walls, very simple, pretty much average Joe can do a lot of that kind of stuff. How often would you um, recommend someone updates those things? Well, I mean, honestly, it's a, it's a matter of preference, but I don't think you should update it. I mean, a kitchen, but every, I don't know, it could last 20, 30 years. It just depends. It, it depends on, well, I mean, I guess the size of a family, the size of the house, how much it gets used and abused. Okay. Um, but you also have trends in what people want. I mean, do you replace your kitchen cabinets and countertop because the new trend is this over that? Um, 
depends on the quality of the material too. Did you buy builder grade cabinets or did you buy plywood tongue, you know, dovetailed drawers and solid cabinets? I mean, those are things to think about. I mean, I'm, I'm building an Airbnb cabin right now. I didn't buy particle board cabinets because I bought plywood cabinets because I want them to last. People will say, well, you're not maximizing your investment. Well, yes, I am because I want longevity. I don't want maintenance. Yeah, by oak. <laughs> well, no. Pine? They're, Walnut. Not they're mostly cherry. Cabinets, you know, maple. A lot of maple cabinets. I mean, they're they're green. They're not paint. They're the the painted factory painted cabinets or whatever. So generally, oak don't get painted. You're not going to use oak cabinets unless you're staining them and leaving the wood. But. It just depends on how often you update those things. It really depends on the material. Did you put tile on the floor? Did you put vinyl plank? Did you put laminate? I mean, I wouldn't suggest putting laminate in the bathroom. I'd do tile. Maybe waterproof vinyl plank would work. Not carpet. <laughs> not carpet. I've seen, it was not too long ago, I think it went into a house and it had carpet in the bathroom and, and another one had carpet in the kitchen. It's kind of like, you know, when I went to high school and you go to the cafeteria to eat with all these kids and there's carpet in the cafeteria years later just finally got smart and put tile in there but it's a lot of you know really like how often should you update it well i mean it really depends again it is quality of materials it comes down to quality and value so like when i go into like quite frankly i go into a lot of the houses in fountain square and guess what they're they're asking half a million dollars house they're putting Ikea cabinets in there. Well, I'm sorry, but to me, that does not, that's not half a million dollars to me. If you're, you're charging so much money, but you're putting cheap cabinets in here that aren't going to last. And so it really depends on quality. Quality is one thing. I mean, did they use, did you put in a Menards Tuscany faucet or did you put in a Delta faucet? That's going to determine how often you're going to have to replace a faucet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you might spend a little bit more for a Delta faucet, but that faucet's going to last a lot longer. It's going to give you a lot less problems, most likely. So, I mean, that's that's the run I run into a lot, and sometimes when people are rehabbing, always pinching pennies. But when I do a rehab, I do it right so that it's a quality, and then people, things will last. Um, so This is what crabs do, they pinch. Yeah. Are you sure you're not pinching crabs? So, so, so do you pinch. mention these things to your clients when they're walking through homes? To let them know, hey, 10 years from now, this might be something that we need to get replaced. Absolutely. Hey, so what I do, I mean, I've been doing construction my entire life. I grew up in a family that's doing that. Uh, my uncle was a custom home builder in Center Grove, Franklin Township area. It doesn't build anymore. He just does remodels. My dad was a civil engineer, a framer. I've been swinging a hammer since I was a kid. So I understand this stuff. I'm not a guy to say, hey, I'm not a contractor. I mean, you know, consult your experts. But <laughs> one thing that I do when I go to a house is I help people understand those things that they may or may not understand is, hey, look, they put laminate floor in here. It's new flooring in your bathroom. But let me tell you, that's going to be a problem because if you have any water, it starts soaking it up, it's going to swell and you're going to have to replace that. Things like that. Um, one thing to think about, okay, I'm going through um, a house, a Vinyl Village house built in 2004, 2003. One thing you may not think about, go back to windows. 
these windows that they put in here, these builder grade windows, are going to need to be replaced in the near future because all the seals are going bad. They're getting past to the end of their life. An inspector might tell you that stuff. Um, another thing is quality of craftsmanship. They may have finished a basement, but they did a terrible job on the drywall or they did a terrible job on the trim. All of it is, does that matter to you? I'll ask that question. I'll say, look, they, this wasn't right. This wasn't done right. It's a cosmetic thing. It's all a matter of what you are comfortable with. But one thing to think about is when you go to resell that, house is something to think about. If people see that and they don't like it, and they see that as being a problem, then I want to point that out to them. Because the, again, the, the inspector will tell you the things that are wrong. Structurally. Structurally, or the furnace has a roar, an uncharacteristic roar, or have a HVAC guy check that out. Okay, they're going to tell you that kind of stuff. But if somebody did sloppy work, they're not going to tell you that. They're not going to say, oh gosh, they, they replaced the cabinets and countertops. It looks great, but they're all stapled drawers that are really cheap. I mean, I can tell you, I just went through a production builder home not too long ago with a client. And it's like, man, this is a half million dollar house, but these cabinets are the cheapest of cheap cabinets. Are you okay with that? It looks great, but I point these things out because it's like, well, you're spending this kind of money. I want you to be happy with this house, but you may not notice a lot of this stuff until you actually move in and live in it. And I can tell you, there's been houses I've been through, the more and more I go through it, the more and more stuff I see, the more and more time. Can you imagine if you live there and you sure. move in and you're like looking at all this and like, my gosh, I wish I would have seen all this before. Mm -hmm. So like somebody like me that's been through thousands and thousands of houses, I can look at these things and kind of point out this stuff to people that an inspector may not point out like hey look this floor is great but it's crooked are you okay with that you know is it going to cause problems down the road probably not but it's crooked mm -hmm. they didn't do it right i mean a lot of it is standards what people really what they are okay with what's your level of standards and what you want but in the end people will tell me well this is gonna be my forever home five years later they want to sell it so you have to kind of then they, then they spend too much money on windows, and they're not going to get that back. Good point. Yeah, but windows is – so if you go back to value, instead of you were talking about what to replace, obviously kitchens and baths, the roof, windows are a big thing. I mean, flooring can really help too, and it creates the value. But when you're looking at older houses, a lot of people, they will look at the roof, the mechanicals. And I can tell you on older houses and a lot of that stuff – if your plumbing and electrical has been switched out, that is one major undertaking to replumb and rewire a house with drywall or plaster and lath already on the walls. Replacing a furnace, easy enough. Replacing ductwork through the walls, there's no choice but to tear that out, tear a lot of it out. And even when you rewire a house or replumb a house, they're cutting into drywall or plaster and lath and then they have to patch it all too. Yeah. So those are a lot of things it's it's all about values in in what what do you what do you want what's what's your standards on, on as far as like how far you go with certain things what's what's your budget I mean I, I always encourage people don't go with the cheapest materials 
out there because in the end, is it going to last? You're going to end up replacing it sooner than if you use something that's a little more quality material. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, again, the, the cost of materials has gone through the roof. So I know that the kind of the old rule of thumb was that whatever your home's value was or replacement cost of your home, you wanted to at least sock away about 1% a year for uptake or upkeeps or any of that stuff. Would that still hold true today with all the increases? I mean, yeah, because the, the, the value of house homes have increased too. True. And they're staying where they are. Yeah. That's a whole other topic for a whole other podcast. Yeah, because yeah, there really yes. is. And I mean, I they are in a lot of places, like the different areas are affected differently, but... Yes, I would say that's probably a good rule of thumb is maybe 1%. I mean, any more like a water heater. I mean, it, you know, to get a water heater replaced, two $300 more than it used to be. Um, yeah, HVAC. Right there. <laughs> yeah, HVAC. After seven years. Materials. Been that long. Yeah, Mater- seven years. Materials and HVAC, I've told, has gone up like 46% during the pandemic. Wow. No, the cost of materials. You know concrete costs are? $85 a square foot. Ooh. And it used to be what? It was closer to 20 I was going to say $23 yeah. is what I heard last. So it, a lot of, uh, I mean, that all affects the cost of materials has really affected the replacement cost and the insurance costs have gone up. Not only that, yeah. the labor costs. So when I deal with you deal with contractors it's sticker shock you think people are ripping you off and like gosh that's just insane what you're charging how much well no it's in all reality it's been hard for a lot for myself and a lot of people to wrap your head around some of these costs anymore yeah yeah so we're sitting here in my basement that i finished during the pandemic and it costs about three times more than what it would have had i finished it with the builder but the reason why it was that way is because it was more customized than it was if you did it with the builder. True. The other project that I'm getting ready to start is out in the backyard. Guess how much concrete is? You say $5 a square foot. $85 a square foot. So <clears throat> if you're... Which actually, if you put concrete, it's now taxable. It's true. So if you're living in a brand new house that doesn't have any upgrades or anything whatsoever, you're going to have to do something to it. But if you buy an older home, that has drafty windows, no insulation, you're cold as ice every night, you have yep. to cuddle up to your cold dog. As ice. Those things are costs that you actually have to put into the house immediately. Before you even before upgrade you things. even upgrade other things. And and that's the thing is does that add value? Well, the average person doesn't walk in, they're not gonna see the wiring in your walls. They're gonna be like it has wiring that works, it's safe. They're not yeah. gonna say, Oh gosh, I'm gonna give you ten grand more because you rewired rewired your house. No. They're gonna look at that kitchen and that bath and say, My gosh, you know, the actual house mechanicals are supposed to function. The rest of it is what people see, the average person sees. Yeah. Like So let's say you're you remodeling know. a house, i.e. two chicks and a hammer or whoever it is. And you want to take out a wall. Well, now you got to put a $5,000 steel beam in the ceiling that you'll never get the value back on. Right. So you Slow see that bearing. column right there? That column right there holds a beam all the way across the entire length of the basement. Right. I don't see that thing, but I know it's there <laughs> because <laughs> sure. it's holding up the rest of the house. So the things that you can't see are the expenses you're going to pay that you don't really see much value in. 
Except right. for the fact that it's holding up your house. That's... Or, or it's, hey, there's a toe there. Or it's keeping your head dry. You know, how about the flashing on the roof? Mm-hmm. How often do you get calls for, hey, I got bad flashing. Does that mean I get a new roof? Um, people think that they get a new roof about anything nowadays because they don't want to pay the charge of replacing the whole thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. So <clears throat> that's your probably your biggest expense from an insurance standpoint is April the storm, you know, not Stormy Daniels, but April the storm comes in and she says, boom, here's a bunch of hail on your roof and now you've got all this asphalt falling off and you don't have any protection left. Yeah. So now you got an adjuster and maybe some roofing company guy that come in and they say... You have about four or five roofing company people that'll come in. Yeah. They say... I had two phone calls today about it. Hey, we're checking some roofs in your neighborhood. Yeah. So they say, you're down to 25% asphalt left on this. It's all washed into your gutters. Now I got to file the claim and get a new roof put on. That's true. Yeah. Right? So I I had a guy come to my house just to take a look at the roof because I got a little... Mm-hmm. A little flappy. The, the roof vent is a little. So even on a new house, you got all this stuff that can happen to it. And he says, "Well, most of the asphalt is concentrating down here in this corner, but you should have at least ten years left on your thirty-year roof." <laughs> oh, great! That doesn't bode well. So then I'm going to have to file a claim maybe in ten years to get everything fixed. So I think <clears throat> a lot of things you don't necessarily have in the back of your mind when you're buying a house and you can't see half of them like knob and tube you can't see that you gotta get a hammer yeah you gotta get a hammer and break up that lab and people aren't climbing on the roofs to see the people aren't climbing on the roofs so who do you call in that instance a home inspector we haven't talked about a home inspector well we did we We talked about some we talked about that they will tell you the things that are wrong and they do get on the roof they check your mechanicals i mean they Check the plumbing, the foundation, all so that kind of stuff, but they don't they don't do quality of craftsmanship and that's probably bring one on in the future episode. We yeah. can do that. Yeah, we can bring it in we can bring in an inspector and we can talk about this stuff and you know, they but like I said, they don't do quality of craftsmanship. That's where I will talk to my clients yeah, about there's, it there's and what their expertise. standards are is quality of craftsmanship is what materials did they use and what quality did they install this materials i mean i've seen some really really shoddy work that quite frankly to me is like you have to look at that because when you if unless you're planning on fixing it as the homeowner when you go to sell it other people are going to look at that and be like oh my gosh that's really shoddy work now what does that do what else did they do in here that was shoddy that might be problems down the road i sold a house to somebody one time a friend of mine and he's an electrician Decided he wanted to use, this was kind of a learning experience for everybody that he already had an inspection done. And every time we went to this house, the homeowner was there. Just wanted to talk your ear off. Come to find out, he did a bunch of shoddy work that was not found during an inspection. <laughs> and he was there to talk your ear off and distract you from really going through this house. I think that's what really that happened. That was the Keep point. He wanted yes. you to stay busy so you didn't see See anything. all this stuff, and it was like shoddy work, and so he ended up having to fix all this stuff. Luckily, he was an electrician. He could fix all the electrical stuff for, you know, basically peanuts. But the point is, is like he had Cost all these materials. problems that may or may not have been found from from the inspection and such. I mean, you know, a lot of that stuff is... That's just There's funny. something that you have to think about. 
And also, too, like there's times I go through houses where I'm like, these. you asked about like how often should you update things. There's people that I've been to their house. They have never updated anything. They've never changed out the faucets. They've never done this. And I'm and it's, it's really not that expensive to change out a faucet. So what it point can does it do, become preference? About, it's fine. It works. I don't care. Versus... It's fine. It works. I mean, but don't. Don't expect to get top dollar out of the house. Okay, so common sense on that is common if you want to get top dollar on your on your home, if you're reselling it, replace it. Get replace something it. new that's high quality. Exactly. Something new. There's something that there's something about that. Like, okay, do you want to replace the vanity? Do you have to replace the vanity? No, replace the maybe you replace the top. Maybe you paint the vanity, you replace the top, and you put a faucet in. Freshens everything up, and it can go a long way. Or at least get rid of the seashell. Oh base of the sink I mean, the seashell on. soap holder the sea, built seashell into the, soap holder and the clam the bars of soap in, in the clamshell sink base <laughs> get rid of that thing yes another thing that I think can look good that drives me crazy is almond or biscuit or yellow colored switch, switches and plugs I mean that's not as easy for somebody <laughs> right. to switch out on the average person but the nice clean white can look white. really good yeah. Especially after you paint, you got white trim, you paint the walls, oh, well, look, these, these plugs have yellowed or they're an almond or biscuit color that should be outlawed, in my opinion, along with the color tan. <laughs> so the color tan should be outlawed, too. Get but, rid no. of the color purple. <laughs> what if I've got tan and yellow wallpaper everywhere? Oh, well, uh, they call that, that a grandma. flower pattern. We call yes. that a grandma house. <laughs> flower patterns? <So. laughs> Give me some flower patterns. <laughs> Another thing that I think is, is you know, it's all how far you want to go. Like, I'm pretty detail-oriented. I'm very particular. If I'm replacing the doorknob from a, the old builder-grade brass doorknob to a brushed nickel doorknob, replace the hinges with brushed nickel because you'll have brass <laughs> Wait a minute. hinges. I don't match anymore. They don't match. Well, it just, it, trust me, it looks cleaner. Common and most sense. people don't. People will find that. People, it's it's not, is it going to add value? I don't know. Not necessarily, but you're talking about marketing the house and you want to Re, sell it. Rehang the doors with like, matching. This is all new. It's consistent. Just, Same thing is for me, like always advise, if you're going to use brush nickel in one room on your faucets, use brush nickel on your lights, your doorknobs, and everything in every room. Don't mix uh, Sometimes you can, you can mix it up. Okay, your basement's different than your upstairs. Or... Vice versa, but I've been in houses where there's hodgepodge of brushed nickel here, rubbed oil bronze here, and then black over here, and it's all just a hodgepodge. Does it look good? Or does it look bad? Like, oh, that light looks good, but it's different than everything else. And I, I always say to keep it consistent because those are details that people may not be able to pinpoint, but if you look at pictures of this one's a hodgepodge and this one's clean and all consistent, this one looks better. That's consistent. And you'll probably get more money out of it that way. You I might. So. It, it does. Like a lot of it is this perception of what people see. Your your pictures look good. They're going to come in. They're going to see it. It cosmetically looks good. It all coincides together. The other stuff might not be as quite as apparent as far as mechanicals, windows, and the other things that we're talking about. But those are expensive big ticket items but you know i always encourage people every year plan on doing plan on doing something replace that faucet make things improve things and do it over time so you're not doing it all at once when you're ready to sell and just 
if you're not spending the whole 1%, just sink some of it away in a sinking fund. The next year, build it up to get to the point where you got those big purchases, the money's already set aside for it. So, well, exactly. So, so speaking of savings, that's one of the things Mr. Finance over here does himself personally. When you do own a home, you have to have some kind of something set back for extra cost. Like, for instance, I pay my yard boy, I call him the lawn boy, I pay him out of a house account. So I only put money in that account to use on my house. Mm-hmm. So if I have <clears throat> some kind of small expense that I can cover with it, like the yard for the whole year, hey, I'm going to write a check out of an account that I've already spent the money on. Mm-hmm. And that's how you figure it. So <clears throat> owning a home and your home's expenses while you own the home will add up over time. But if you have a rainy day fund, which I can tell you this, that's like a 90% of the country statistics. Don't quote me on this, but it's really high. Nobody has a rainy day fund. It's even higher than that. They say, I think it's like 85 to 90% of Americans cannot cover a $500, $500 emergency, emergency, let alone a $1,000 emergency, $1, which is what most people's deductible is on their home insurance. Exactly. Right. So what's the cost of, what's what's your true cost? I mean, if you can't afford your insurance to pay for the big expenses, then what in the world are you doing on the house? Yeah. So that's a lot of the, a lot of the things that I coach people on, especially when they come see me. It's like, I'm like, okay, you guys, you may need 35 to 5% down for your house purchase, but I'm telling you, you got to have eight to ten percent saved, <laughs> because a lot of that is going. To, if you don't have what they call a home warranty when you buy a house, the, that's extra added in from the seller for the first year. You may not have anything break in the first year, and that home warranty was useless to you. But what if mm-hmm. you re up that home warranty in the next year, and then you get a you know ten ten thousand dollar HVAC system that breaks? Well. Good luck paying for it if you don't have ten thousand dollars in the it, bank. Yeah, when that exactly, you're right. I mean, a lot of HVAC companies, some of them will finance stuff now. But if you're going to yeah, replace a water heater and it might cost you a thousand bucks, that's a seven hundred dollar expense. I paid you know, it, so mm-hmm. I know seven hundred dollar expense so, for the water heater itself. For the water is, heater and installation and installation, and that's yeah. that's not bad actually. That's pretty good. That's actually pretty good, but we also, it's an ex- we also put is. in that water softener that you guys peered around the corner and looked yeah. at, and that was not a part of the seven hundred bucks, but the total was somewhere around three thousand or something like that. Yeah, but still, I'm saying if you don't have anything built in behind you with that home warranty for the second year, <laughs> or you don't have a rainy day kitty fund for the rest of the time, you, you're going to wind up, you know, having something that you're going to have to live with for a while until you right. do. So, so if I'm going to wrap this up kind of give us the common sense bullet points here number one we want to make sure that we have some money set aside Mm -hmm. for rainy day murphy whatever you want to call it something's going to happen at murphy i like him that's uh, the name of this dog by the way you just call him murphy um and we said one percent it's pretty fair obviously if it's an older home you might need to up that more you might need to get get a little set aside a little more and again it depends on what's been done to that house because there's a lot of houses that have been completely rehabbed to new standards. If it hasn't and it's got old windows and it's got old plumbing or something, you're going to have to increase that because eventually you'll want to replace it. Yeah, you know how much it costs to replace your sewer hookup in the city of Indianapolis? $13,000. 
Rough. Do you have pins on? Do you have that kind of funny set aside in an older home that needs a sewer replacement? Well, that's what we talked about last time: is scope yeah. your sewer lines. Scope, scope your sewer line. You scope want to bring this all together? Scope colonoscopy. Your sewer colonoscopy that, of the house. That depends on how far your sewer line. How well is yeah. it basement depth? And is the question: yeah. How far are they digging to the street? And don't mention well. if they have to go to the other side of the street. Yes. Is it in the alley or is it in the street? Because there are sewers that go through alleys, <laughs> sewers that go yeah. through the streets. Huh. Yeah. And some sewers downtown in some neighborhoods, the storm sewer and the sewer are tied together. And they <laughs> because have. Because they all dump into the White River. Don't well, go swimming with the carp. They're fixing all this stuff. More common sense. They're doing, More a, common lot sense. Of, they're doing a lot of this stuff. There's, they're with the sewer and all that stuff downtown, whatever. But a whole other topic. But the storm sewers. The sewers can be tied together. There's flo- there's drains, floor drains in your basement, and there have been properties I've dealt with when it rains a lot, that sewer will back up in the basement. And I've been told... Now you got another insurance company. And I've been told... Nice little water backup. There's a water backup with sewage in your basement through the floor drains because that storm drain and that storm sewer are tied together. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see in the on the corner of these old houses, you'll see where the gutters used to go into a pipe into the ground, and that's where all your storm water went. It's illegal to put a gutter, a sump pump, or anything that drains into the storm sewers anymore because they can't handle it. It has to go out onto the ground or away from your house. But that they're tied together to where your your floor drain can back up, and I've been told before I even checked this that it's actually illegal to put in what they call a... uh, a drain stop that allow water to go down but not water to come up and mm-hmm. i'm like well wait a minute how's that, that be, illegal? be illegal when sewers backing up in my basement i'm sorry but i'm putting in a drain stop to keep that water from coming back in it's not fair to everybody else well, <laughs> well no it's got to go i mean it's Common sense. Go somewhere. yeah it's not, not fair to anybody, to anybody else <laughs> but I can't have sewer back sewage backing up in my basement because of the floor drain. I mean, I just. But you now your neighbors got drain. it because. Yeah. Well, they might, they may not. A lot of times it depends on where your house sits and how high it sits or what neighborhood it's in. But I can tell you, I dealt with a duplex in Mapleton Fall Creek, and it was like that. And there's been some other houses that have been like that too, where I've dealt with, where they've had sewage back up in their basement and. So there's a lot of stuff to consider with with old houses like that. There's a lot of things, and in in wrapping this up, the age of your home can be a real big factor with cost and what that may cost you overall. Mm-hmm. Insurance, construction wise, updates, everything about it. So, and if we're getting updates, so back to our bullet point, bullet points. If you're getting updates, put make up, sure everything matches. Yes, <laughs> make sure it matches. Don't put in any kind of Ugly stuff that won't no sell. biscuit, no almond. Yeah. yeah, no biscuit, no almond. If you have <laughs> older appliances, older trim, all that stuff of your home, if it works for you, that's fine. But if you're trying to resell it, it makes sense to get, you put something in. Get that, something nice. Put something in that the common public would buy, not something that is specific to you. And I only had one more. I can't remember. We did. What it was. We did. It's not like your sewer drains back up into your basement. <laughs> no, that can't be the whole thing. What was it? Oh, newer houses yes. also have same similar expenses because you have to settle in as the homeowner. So 
So you may buy a new construction house, but it may not have all the amenities that you want until you actually put them in as the homeowner. Yeah, right. Or you upgrade, have them do it, but sometimes those upgrades are those upgrades costly. aren't, and they're not worth it because yeah. they're they're done cheap and they're done not to you know custom standards, so you can't really do anything about it. So, and it's always worth having a realtor by your side going through pointing these things out because, like you said, the common well, person can't see them, but yes, yes, and, and with and, the experience, and, and it'll save you a ton that, of money on the back end. Yes, and I will say with this, if I'm buying, if I'm using an agent. Myself, one thing that I encourage is make sure they know something about houses themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's important. Hmm, I mean, I would like say, common sense. <laughs> well, it is common sense, but they, believe it or not, like we talked about earlier, when you go to real estate school, you don't learn about houses. <laughs> you really don't. Like you don't you learn about the school, actual construction of houses. <laughs> you know, and you can't teach that. You, everybody can be an architect or do construction, but it's beneficial when... Business when school? You have somebody that knows because then they no can say this house no is worth it because of this or it's worth not worth it because of these things. Mm. That doesn't take an inspector to tell you. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me I probably shouldn't use my fraternity brother who just got his license last week to sell probably my biggest asset. Well, maybe your fraternity know. brother knows something. Maybe your <laughs> fraternity brother was in construction and he might know something about houses. You never know. That's why I'm saying like, what's he educated? This is the what's there's different aspects Beer of real pong. estate is Beer actually pong? understanding how the okay. process works, how to protect your client, um, how to get them a good deal, how to look at the numbers and see if it's a good deal. But again, it goes back to location, price, design, condition, and quality. Koi pond. Condition and quality you forgot is, koi pond. comes with understanding construction. The more you understand construction, you can understand that condition and quality component. Koi that pond. is a huge thing for me because for a lot of people is, well, this house isn't worth it because the condition is not there. Or yes, it's worth it because the condition is great. Mm-hmm. But there's, again, there's things that the average person may not understand on the condition of that house without having some sort of construction background. Good bones. Perfect. I like it. You got good bones? Nice or, I check. Or common sense. Drink three glasses of milk a day to get, get strong bones. <laughs> Vitamin D. Don't forget that. And calcium. All right, guys. Well, here you have another episode of Common Sense. Stay tuned next week.